In Rishikesh, when we first spoke, you said that I was right there in the door. And then that evening, I had the experience that I described of both falling into the infinite or love, God, I don't know, just this huge big place. And at the same time, choosing it. It was both a choice and I was being taken as well. And they happened at the same time. Firstly, was that the door that you were talking about when we first spoke? And secondly, what was the nature of that door? Then I wondered, is the door that one is walking through or falling through or choosing to pass through between the illusion of self and the truth of who we really are? And if it's as I feel I understand it, what is there left to do when that has happened, if what I think has happened, happened? It isn't just the truth of what you really are. It's way bigger. It's more like the greatness of what you really are. And everything that comes with that. It isn't just the greatness of what you really are, but the, the greatness of all that really is. It seems like you're pointing to a more personal interpretation of who you really are versus just the nature of everything. Is that correct? Yes. So why is it important to make that distinction? Because there's, there's both... The real individuality doesn't come from any sense of yourself. The sense of individuality that we have is false. There is a, a real and a true individuality, but that's like 0.001% of what we are. Whereas in ourselves and in our personalities, we experience in our sense of individuality that that's almost completely everything. So it's really backwards. We can't come into our real individuality without coming into and through the sameness of what we all really are. And it's the sense of individuality that protects us from realizing that sameness. In ourselves, we don't want to be the same. We want to be different. We want to stand out. We want to be unique. And all of that is false. As soon as we drop into the heart, that's the first place where we begin to realize a depth of sameness. When you're together with one or more people and you're all in your heart, what you experience and the goodness of all of that is how much you are all the same. It's that sameness shared that gives the depth of being together. The togetherness is based on the sameness. It isn't based on the differences. When you step into the realms of the unseen coming through the door of your heart into your being, 
into everything that really is its sameness. Just a massive, massive sameness that you step into, and that's what gives you the sense of being one with everything. That everything is first, all the same. And the specialness of being individual or having an identity is fast wiped away. All of the depth of meaning is in the sameness. The whole sense of oneness is that sameness. So the door is, you said the door of your heart. So that's really what I was falling into. If the door is the heart, then that makes sense. I mean, obviously, apart from being a physical organ, it's kind of like the center, it's the place from which you can feel expansion and where I've been feeling a lot of the opposite. The door isn't your heart. The door is in your heart. There is a door to your heart. That's where you relax in yourself sufficiently to not be relating to a sense of identity, a, a personal sense of you, which is the relaxation of you, which enables your heart center to relax, which enables you to come into your heart. As you come into the same as what you are as a being in your heart, a really, really deep door within your heart begins to open. It opens because of the sameness that you're coming into of your own being. In that deep, deep door, is that like another door even above the one that I experienced in Rishikesh? The one you experienced in Rishikesh is the deep one. Is it just an endless kind of doors that you just need to keep going through or is there an end to it at some point where you're just surrendered to that? The door to your heart is just you, awareness, relaxing. So it's an extremely simple door. The door at the deepest of your heart that has to do with you having free access to all of your being and everything that is so, so much more than yourself. That door doesn't just open. The more that you're being the same as you're being, the more that that door cracks open, opens a little more, the greater the depth of sameness that you come into in your heart to what your being already is, the more that door opens. As the door opens, you're naturally drawn into it. It's a really big thing to be able to stand in that door with the door wide open and you're facing, you're being introduced to this grand greatness of everything that actually is that's been hidden from you without that door open and without you standing in the door and being the same as what you're facing you just don't know all you have then is 
your sense of self, your sense of identity, all of the conditioning of this world, your upbringing, your genetics, your personality, and that seems to be everything that's offered to you, and you keep stretching and reaching out into that to realize you, find yourself, find what you really are, find what the meaning of life is, and it's all in the wrong direction. On the first retreat I went to with the previous teacher, somehow the doors of perception opened and I felt completely overwhelmed, completely absorbed and taken over by this very powerful recognition. It was like a grid and infinite and my throat was opening and closing and I couldn't speak and there was nothing to say and there was nowhere else to be or nothing to do. And I felt so raw and exposed to everything. Like, wow, what would that be like if this truth came out and was exposed? I just thought, wow, the whole world would change. And it just was like too much and too big. I didn't feel I could control that. The whole world wouldn't change because this world doesn't want that. That would just so terribly mess with everything. Everything that we think matters isn't going to matter. What do you mean by that? Everything we think that matters isn't going to matter. Everything that we think in ourselves and in this world that matters doesn't matter. Nothing matters in the way that we think. We have it all backwards. Everything does matter, but not everything matters the same. And what we think matters the most matters the least. So for all of that to be turned upside down and to let everything shift so what matters the most matters the least and what you always thought matters the least finally matters the most, that would be the end of life as you've known it. In this world, that just can't happen. But surely there is a point to the search. There must be a point to seeking and finding The point to that is when we're quieted within, we directly know that there's more. More than ourselves, more than everything we think matters, more than this world, more than how we relate to each other, more than everything that we think is true and real and important. That there is something way more and somehow that's it. But many awaken, and there's few who will be what they awaken to. So knowing the truth isn't going to set you free. Knowing the truth doesn't do it. Knowing the truth, for most, is terribly inconvenient. I feel very sure that there has to be a point to being that in this life. Yes. So, inconvenient or not, and if it's possible, there has to be a purpose for that. There has to be a reason for why. The great teachers who have said great things are inspiring because of who they are and what they're being in themselves. 
And we need that, I think. It's what we're here for. Yeah. Even if the world doesn't want it, it does need it. Yes. We are here in so much dense form. Our bodies, ourselves, our personalities, our minds, such a density of substance. When we separate from what we really are, we are in all of that substance and we make all of that substance about our experience because that's the nature of that substance. What it's really meant for is for what you really are. Everything that you faced, everything that you came into and standing in that grand door within, it's for all of that to have all of this density. That has to infuse the density. The density is almost nothing because it's not integrated. We come into these forms, but we haven't integrated these forms. When we start to leave what we really are, we begin to individuate. We begin to think and experience how we are really something. All of that is false. It's a false integration. It gives us the established sense of being special, being unique, being different, being on our own, being our own. If we remain in our innocence, then it's sameness, the real everything that integrates the density of ourselves, our bodies, our personalities all of these powers of thought and feeling, will and emotion, which enables the great unseen to become seen. In this world, everything turns around where this density is used for a sense of identity and a sense of self. So being seen becomes everything, but in a way that's false. It isn't the unseen that becomes seen. It's our sense of individuality in our own experience compared to others that takes on all of this density. The more we move into that, the more that we look to this density to satisfy a deep inner sense of nurture and what we really are. The more that we reach out into our density and through our density into this world, the less we find of what we're looking for. I'm assuming when you say density, you're talking about the physical body as well as the emotions. The Everything that makes up our experience, ourselves. Somehow for me, I need to be more in this density thing, more. Yes. You're here to be in all of this density. Without being in it, this great unseen, unseen reality of what we really are doesn't get to come into dense expression. So instead of individuating, we integrate what we really are from within all of this grand unseen within. It's that that integrates having a self, having a mind, being able to think and feel, having emotion and will.
all of this physical capacity. So what's the false integration you were talking about then before? How is that different? The separation comes into ownership of all of this density oh, okay. instead of sameness. That experience of falling and being taken by, there was a choice made, but I was taken also. Like saying, yes, okay, take me, take this. Who you are and the density you are is is taken by that, and then whatever that is, is whatever it is. Yes. You can return to the absolute, the great, great unseen of what you really are that has nothing to do with individuality. It's one thing to return to that. It's quite another to be that in the midst of thought and feeling, will, emotion, a body, this world, and this life. And for that to integrate all of this density. We can't integrate ourselves from within ourselves. The self can't integrate the self. A being, if you're being one, is what integrates the self, this body, this life. Inasmuch as you're separate from what you really are as a being, you're not able to integrate all of this that seems like yours and your entitlement. So then, in terms of the experience that was had in Rishikesh, I'd had three weeks of being sick and in bed, but in spite of that, there was this okayness. The idea of going back to work created this anxiety but maybe in terms of staying true to just being who I really am, is it then to say that whatever the physical experience, somehow the challenge or really the thing to do is to be in that and for that to be okay, not to feel okay necessarily, but is it a case of just remaining in that and then... Yes. Remaining in that as in being completely taken by all of that grand, grand, endless sameness while you're at work and someone is rattling your pain cage. Will you grab a hold of that same cage and rattle it back at the circumstance, at the person, against yourself? That's what we do. We engage with the cage. Yes. Caging back at what cages us instead of just being what we really are, just really still taken by what we really are while all of this density is being terribly rattled. And so in terms of the burnout thing that happened, so even if I'm getting headaches and I'm getting physical symptoms of like it's too much that actually it's not too much. Because obviously I overdid it somewhere. My body just shut down. I couldn't look at anything, talk about anything, think about anything without being... That's because yourself isn't made to be yourself to the exclusion of this great, great, vast, unseen of 
to everything that's real. So when you're being yourself to the exclusion of that, yourself isn't made for that. It can't handle that. Your body can't handle that. Your body doesn't belong to yourself. Your body belongs to what you were facing when you passed through that door. And does the body need to recover if there are still symptoms happening before going back to being at work in that place? Your body opens as you do. Your body is made for the unseen. It isn't made for what is seen. Embodying the unseen freely and unconditionally in the midst of all that is seen. There is no burnout in that. This you are made for. Your body's made for. Yourself is made for. But being your body and being yourself and being your personality and being everything that seems to matter so much in this world, that you are not made for. And once you enter through that door and you live that everything that is past that door is you, is what's real, that you couldn't find in yourself, you couldn't find in your body, in your mind, in your experience, in your life. Everything past the door of your heart, the door in the deep of your heart to everything of what you really are. That's the beginning of what's real. Almost everything of reality is in the unseen. It's only from ourselves where we perceive the density. We perceive what registers to our senses. And we believe that that is basically the sum of all reality. It's only based on these unintegrated, unopened senses. These senses don't belong to our experience of ourselves and our identity. All of these senses belong to the great unseen within. And if that that you've awakened to and that you've come into past that door, if it isn't that that is free to have and dwell in your senses, you have no real sense of reality. Your sense of reality then is illusory. It all drives you to individuate, be more separate, be yourself, and realize how special, how unique, and how different you are. And all of that is not real. When you pass through that door into the grand, grand, nurturing, unseen of you, of reality, that's the beginning. And so as, as great as that is, that's the beginning. You can realize your being, dwelling within your being, dwelling within the initial levels of your being. That doesn't mean that you are your being. 
you can be your awakening, that doesn't mean that you are your being. There's so much more to the being than what's initially awakened to. The initial levels of the being are all feminine. That's why it's the openness and softness of heart. And you being that unconditionally at any personal expense that opens the door of your heart to the much more of you, the unseen, your being. The way to the entrance of your being through your heart is through the seeming loss of all of your power. It's basically in giving up all of your powers of specialness, of uniqueness, all of the power of your capacity in yourself to do, to think, to feel, to will, to have emotion, to be different. All of these powers become laid down. It's the giving up of all of your power and letting all of your powers come to an absolute rest that you are able to enter the door of what you really are. So your real coming into power isn't without laying down all of your illusory sense of power, the power of yourself. With yourself not integrated by you as a being, all of the powers of yourself are not real. They are actual, but they're not real yet. They're not integrated by you. So is that something that is manifested then over time? Yes. Because the door that I fell through and had the experience of, because you're saying that you just because you have the experience of that doesn't mean that you are that. That's right. I have to remain true to that and keep the door open. Yes. Sufficiently that at some point then it takes me over. Yes. The everything is first what you really are, which is all of the unseen levels of you and of reality. The real you is all in the unseen. Everything that you experience in your body, in yourself, in your personality, in your life... Everything that seems to matter so much to you isn't what's real. What you're experiencing is everything that isn't integrated by you, a being. You experience it as a sense of being separate from everyone else, a sense that you are different, unique, special. It's all false until what you really are comes into that density and integrates it. The first part that is everything is what you really are, reality. It's all unseen. Then what is everything is will you be what you really are? All of this grand unseen within, will you be that in the midst of your mind, your feelings? your emotions, your will, your life, all of this that you experience that you have no entitlement to. What do you mean no entitlement to? It's form you have. It's not form that you're entitled to because it's not you yet. 
first, your body, yourself, your personality, your life, all of that is not you. It's what you are in. If you're not being all of what you really are in all of these seen forms, you're fooling yourself. Then you are being all of those forms and separate from this greatness of what you really are and reality that is all unseen. Your body isn't you until it becomes integrated by you, this unseen being. Yourself isn't you until yourself is integrated by this unseen you, this unseen being. Without the integration, all of this physicality is just genetic. It's all intensely actual and not real. It isn't real until it's integrated by you, an unseen being. The deeper levels of the being is where all of the power of being is. You can't come into the deeper levels of the being and really live that without integrating the surface levels of the being. The integration of the surface levels of the being is you awareness taken by the openness and the softness of initial sameness. Seemingly, the loss of your identity, the loss of yourself, the loss of everything that matters to you in all of your life, and you being taken by this equanimity of nurturing being within. Inasmuch as you are safe with real power, the beginning of real power, which is the feminine levels of your being. The most subtle powers of being. Your power to be open and soft, unconditionally, at any expense to all of your dense forms. It means that you really are integrating the initial levels of power, real power, and real being. It's as you integrate the feminine levels of your being that the deeper levels of your being start to move, start to stir, and that comes with a lot of power. In yourself, when you experience that power, it can be overwhelming because it is so powerful and so much more powerful than yourself. The initial levels of the being are all nurtureful within your sense of self. The deeper levels of your being are so powerful that they are all overwhelming to your sense of self. In your sense of self, to come into the deeper levels of your being is like trying to drink underneath a waterfall. Yourself isn't sufficiently expanded enough, integrated enough to be able to take in that much power of being. That's why it has to take time, and that's why, to some extent, it's a process. Yes. 
then that's just your being. Without being taken by that much of your being, just completely taken over, completely mastered, completely owned in all of your forms by what you are as a being. Without the integration of that, you won't be able to come into and sustain being what precedes your being. That is, from the perspective of a being, seems like nothing. Your being from the perspective of yourself seems almost like nothing. As you come into your being, everything that precedes your being will also seem, compared to what you are as a being, as nothing. But the other way around is a lot. It seems like too much. Everything of your being originates in what is before your being. Your being is all form. Levels and levels of unseen form. It's all part of existence. But what you really are before your being has nothing to do with existence. Not just seen existence, but unseen existence. It is all about you coming into your being. You ultimately being a being. That's first really everything. Whereas being yourself, your personality, in a body, in this life, in this world, is not everything. It's not even it. What's it is you, a being, in a body, in a self, in a personality, in this life, in this world, and being all of that in the midst of so much unintegrated density that is not like you, a being. The way to integrate so much density is by drawing from so much of what you are as a being. That's what makes the difficulty of this density, the difficulty of being in a self, in a body, in this life, in this world that is not like you, that has you drawing so deeply from your real resource, all of it being unseen. So being in this density demands of you, you. If you separate from what you really are, escaping into this density by being this density, separate from what's real, you're lost. The more you do then in an effort to be what's real, the further removed you are from the real. It feels in some respects like a tightrope. Is there a way to be aware of who you really are, we really are, in the midst of that density and the experience of that density? Yes. Is, okay, so it's bringing awareness 
to who you really are in the midst of that density. These dense forms powerfully demand presence. That's the nature of density. If you're not separate from what you really are, then all of this density beautifully demands you. All here in all of this density. You see the beauty of that in a small child that is still in its innocence. There, the density manifests the inner. When we leave our innocence, that is a fast, slippery slope. As soon as you separate a little bit, this density demands of you your presence, which also demands what's separate. When you start to separate, separation is powerfully demanded of you. You can return back to being what you really are, this unseen reality, in the midst of the density. But the part where you awareness have separated from what you really are is also demanded of you. So there's a demand within the split. So Both ways. You'll be both, but it's the separate that will have the greater of the density because that's experienced as pain. And you'll use the powers of separation to address the pain within what's separate. As soon as that direction becomes established, you're fast falling. So it is, it is a tightrope, really, the analogy. It really matters. You really. It isn't a tightrope, just like. Well, it's being on a tightrope, not the. It's not even being on a tightrope. When you see the innocence of a small child just filled out in its density, it isn't walking a fine line. It isn't walking on a tightrope. It's just flourishing, thriving, happy without a reason. There is a point at which if you give yourself to the separation, then in a sense you fall off, but the experience of... It powerfully takes you. I like what you were saying about the child and the innocence. That's really how easy it is. It's only in our individuated self that it is actually impossible for us to have access to our being. The individuated self has no part of the being. Without all of that false sense of power relaxing, without that you can't come into the sameness of being. It's perfectly easy or you can't have it. It all gets to completely take you and have you. But from within your individuated sense of self, you're not entitled to any of it. Yourself is not entitled to your being. You are not even entitled to yourself. So when you're seated in yourself in a personal sense of sovereignty that you are yours and you will defend you and yours 
with all the powers you have, that has nothing to do with the sameness of your being. So that cannot enter what you are as a being. So everything you do from within your sense of self to find yourself or to realize yourself or to discover your being or discover the truth within, all of that's impossible. It's like what you were saying about the cage, rattling, not rattling the cage. It's allowing any sense of self in yourself and coming from outside to be consumed by this large... The sense of self found in a cage is there to either just give up and die or use all of its powers to fight and flee. But love won't comprehend any of that. What you are as a being makes no difference to you to be in a cage or not in a cage. So as soon as you have a sense of being in a cage in your experience of all of this density, you don't, as a being, you don't intuit that as any kind of disadvantage. What's real to you is you, love, are filling this cage. There's no fighting, there's no fleeing, there's no resistance, there's no giving up, there's no sense of loss, there's no sense of confinement. Love is thriving. It's when you, as awareness, believe the sense of the cage that you are then not believing what you really are, which separates you from being what you really are, and then you will be the cage instead of the love that's in it. Being the cage, the beginnings of that is a very slippery slope. What you really are, all of the unseen levels of love, isn't capable of being hard done by so there's no kind of hardship at any age there's no kind of abuse at any age that can separate you from what you really are that can take you out of your innocence when you're being what you really are in the cage the cage can be traumatized. The cage can be abused, terribly beaten up. That doesn't bruise the love that's in it. It very much bruises the cage. The love that's in it isn't the cage. So the love that's in it thrives. It's the depth of the love that comes right to the surface of the cage when the cage is being abused and beaten. Why would the depth of love come to the... Because when the cage is being abused and beaten or rattled, that demands presence of you because you are in that body. 
your whole sense of experience is the cage, even though you are not that cage. The cage is yourself, your body, your personality, your mind, your emotions, your will, your feelings. All of that is so subject to pain and abuse. And none of that is you. So when you're being what you really are, the more that your forms are painfully done to, the more that calls upon you because you are in all of that form. So the more that you are affected in your body, in yourself, in your personality, the greater the depth of that effect, the greater the depth of what you really are that is drawn right up into the surface of yourself, your body, your personality. So that brings love from a greater depth because of the pressure and the fire right up into the fire and love thrives in the fire. As soon as you start to separate, it's a sense of identity that will thrive in the fire. The greater the pressure, the greater the fire, the more you'll be separately you. Really special, positively or negatively. It really makes no difference for what you really are. This grand, unseen you unseen reality all made of sameness for that to be in any kind of perceivably disadvantaged body or brain a disadvantaged or an advantaged upbringing or culture or land that's lived in it doesn't make any difference to you as a being so you can grow up under the most horrific of circumstances and parenting. Or you can grow up in the most privileged of body and mind and parenting and life and land. And none of that either way makes any difference to you as a being. You as a being, not separate, not separating, thrives perfectly in everything. It's only when you awareness begin to separate from what you really are to protect what's privileged or to escape from pain that everything starts to go bad. What's going bad is that you slowly cease to be a being in all of this density and you start to be special negatively or positively in all of this density. Being the density is what makes everything seem to go badly. The worse it gets, the more you'll use your powers of self, your physical powers, your powers as a personality to protect what you believe is you and yours or to escape or fight the pain. All of that movement 
separates you more.